Wow, Pushamitra, you've got quite some legacy to live up to. Too wonderful. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Didi. But uh, I think you will do a great job. And uh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure to introduce Pushamitra Joshi. He is the hope of the future. He's the young guy who is who has done some serious research the textile traditions of India, and he's going to talk about it. He is a first-generation entrepreneur and he's an expert in block printing using natural dyes. He comes from a background in marketing, strangely enough. He's worked on diverse portfolios like banking products, education, and arts and crafts. He holds a PhD in different hand-block printings of India. He has studied traditional methods of mud-resist block printing like Ajrak, Bag, Dabu, and Nandana, which is still practiced by rural craftsmen in India today. It helped him to understand and identify the problems in marketing of rural handicraft products. And he started his own venture called EcoFab, which basically uh, deals with eco-clothing for healthy living. His work with block printing and handloom uh, involves rare combination of traditional motifs and innovation in terms of using natural dyes as well as threads. He works with both traditional motifs as well as contemporary motifs in block printing using fully natural dyes that he extracts from plants and uh, minerals. As Sonalji said, talked about turmeric, about pomegranate, about uh, harda, and all of that, Pushumitra is actually experimenting with, and he is, he is trying to dye his cloths with the same kind of dyes. So it is a technique which is not dyed. It is still exists in India, the traditional technique of uh, natural dyes. He has innovated a new block printing technique with Tarapur printers of Madhya Pradesh, now known as the Puru print. He will talk to us about history of natural dyes and block printing in innovative world and what is the way ahead. Over to you, uh, Thank you uh, and namaste to all. Now, my situation is that one of the pandita played a so I will try my best to, you know, uh, talk about what I have learned from the history. And namaste to all and thank you, uh, Shefa Lizdi and uh, uh, Indic Academy for uh, giving me this opportunity to, to talk about history of natural dyes, especially uh, in India, because India was the uh, biggest exporter of natural dyes and uh, natural dye uh, textiles and natural dyes specifically since uh, 5000 years. So first, I will start with some points to remember, like, uh, did you know India knows how to die with matter 4,500 years ago without alum, alum discovered in the 9th century. So I will give you just a brief about uh, what is alum and uh, how natural dye you know, works. So every natural dye requires some kind of mordant. In Hindi, mordant is rangabandha or rangabandhana, which is a kind of binder. So this binder helps to uh, helps natural dyes to absorb the fabric. You know, fabric is treated with some kind of mordant, and then it is dyed with natural dyes. So alum is one of that. And before alum, you know, alum discovered in ninth century, and we are talking about four thousand, five thousand years ago, where madder was one of the major uh, natural dye which was used in dyeing. So how our ancestors, how much you know, uh, science they know about. Uh, chemistry, they know about natural dyes. It is exemplary to know about it. Uh, 
and uh, did you know india was the biggest exporter of uh, best quality of natural dyes and natural dyed textiles till 18th century and after that in 19th century uh, after invention of synthetic dyes we lost our uh, tradition also and we lost our uh, uh, ranking in the world also then all indian origin natural dyes whether it's a uh, plant based or uh, mineral based or uh, you know animal based all were used as herb in ayurveda we lost most of the written literature and documentation due to constant attacks and burning of libraries you you can uh, you must have heard about the burning of uh, libraries of uh, nalanda vishwavidyalaya and then traditional dyers block printers lied on more on oral traditions because they are actually doing it and they transfer their knowledge to their next generation so there were no documentation was done uh, in past by the dyers themselves it was done by the researchers basically and due to introduction of synthetic dyes we lost our age old tradition of using natural dyes in textile especially handcrafted textiles then our presentation will flow like uh, we will talk about natural dyes and its life and history of natural dyes natural dyes in traditional textiles and history of uh, handblock painting and then question answer session will follow so first of all uh, what is natural and herbal dye it is simple that what is available in nature we go through some we process something and we follow some steps we follow some process to extract that natural pigment from the natural dye but in indian context if we talk about so all the natural dyes are actually herbal dyes there is something herbal importance mentioned in ayurveda whatever our ancestors or our forefathers were using those natural dyes in dyeing the fabrics then those uh, natural dyes are classified into three categories broadly plant based animal based and mineral based then herbal dyes are having healing properties we already discussed then uh, it is good for skin and environment and it does not contaminate water the water which is used in you know preparing natural dyes you can use it watering the plants then it uh, the raw material you know uh, sorry the the uh, the material which is used in you know solid waste of that natural dye you can use it for uh, bio fertilizer as a raw material then these are the three types of uh, broad uh, you know categories of natural dyes in plant based again it is categorized into two thing one is use uh, one hard dye you know preparation using as a hard dye madder and parijat flower is one of them uh, sunal ji already mentioned about it and in cold dyes there is a indigo leaves which uh, which is used to extract the you know some preparation by adding lime into it and it is get fermented and then it is ready for dyeing and pomegranate peel it is used as a hot dye also and it is used as a cold dye also but in cold uh, you know using it as a cold dye gives you much better color then in mineral based dyes uh, ochre and uh, you know from iron ore and nitrate color from copper mineral were used in the past today it's not easily available and because of costing it's not used but mineral based uh, mordants like alum that is fitkari in hindi and uh, iron dust water is used uh, as a mordant not as a dye if i talk about animal based so lake and cow urine were mentioned in the atharvaved the use of lake and lake is uh, basically secrets of a uh, lecifer insect and cochineal is basically belongs to uh mexico and uh, peru uh, it's not used uh, here it is it is a insect which is killed in the process and uh, then uh, you know dyer get the red color out of it and cow urine uh, we will discuss in the next slide then uh, 
these two samples we created uh, you know for uh, the show that uh, this is a metal root dyed fabric you can see the cotton fabric and this is a uh, block printed dupatta cotton silk dupatta over dyed with parijat flower so you, we get the bright yellow color then if we talk about history of dyes so uh, use of natural vegetable dye like use of manjit that is madder roots indigo that is neel say flower that is uh, kusuma flower and uh, somebody asked the question from uh, uh from sonal ji that uh, we don't have genda you know it's not of indian origin but uh, when she talk about genda it's a safe flower you know that uh, uh, flower which is known as kusuma it is similar to genda so it was used during atharvet times lodra lake a lake that is uh, uh, animal based dye and haridra that is turmeric mentioned in atharva ved when did you know rigved mentioned even use of how using as a dye make fabric fire resistant yes you heard it right it was basically made uh, this dye uh, fabric was uh, definite uh, you know uh, it was made for the rishis those who will perform yagnas for months so uh, the process was um, you know preparing this uh, cow urine dye was that a virgin cow was fed with uh, mango leaves and water for a day and next day early morning the first urine was collected and then Uh, it is used for dyeing those fabrics in ramayana also uh, i got some references like uh, red yellow and saffron color fabric mentioned frequently when ravana goes to abduct ma sita he was wearing a gerua that is saffron color fabric and uh, ma sita was wearing a yellow color koshiya sari that means a silk sari and uh, at the time of abduction so it is al- already mentioned in ramayana different colors were used at that time and and uh, there were no uh, uh, invention of synthetic dyes were there so there must be some natural dye were used in uh, dyeing those fabrics and did you know fragments of natural dyed coarse cotton fabric found during excavation of harappa and mohenjodaro sites dates back 3000 bc and you will be surprised to know that uh, those manjisht dyed fabric got you know got a very bright red color and because they have used thing like elam but not elam because elam was discovered in 9th century so it is very really very interesting to know that what kind of uh, you know thing they what kind of chemical what kind of uh, binding agent they in also uh, already sucheta ji uh, talks about the kotilas arthashastra so there there are uh, mention of different natural dyes were used at that time and uh, for coloring also so uh, two uh, things i got from there that for red color different shades they use padmarakta for color like blue uh, red lotus and uh, shuddha rakta which was used for light colored great uh, um, uh, fabric so this is one of the uh, product we recreated using old knowledge and our, through our experimentation we use madder because today in block painting or even in dyeing plain dyeing also for red color synthetic alizarin is used because it it um, uh, discovered in 1862 in lab by german scientist so uh, in early 19th century or late 19th century 20th century our can uh, started using this synthetic dyes because of the pricing uh, one and second because of the less preparation because metal requires a extra preparation to get that bright red color 
then 500 bc to 3rd century ad safflower indigo uh, that is neel used as a plant based dyes and cow urine used as a animal based dyes and one researcher also found in 1910 uh, you know 1910 uh, the formula of cow urine how it has been used by the uh, dyers of muzaffarnagar then uh, also geruka geruka that is geru and uh, you know as a red ochre you can see uh, The use of this color in the sorry, bimbet uh, ka kaikeus and khanjana that is carbon blend, uh, black what used as a natural base dyes. Then third third century, eighty uh, to seventh century red dyes were considered considered as a price possession. It was extracted from different uh, plant based uh, dyes like kampilka, which is also known as uh, mal lotus philippinensis. patanga that is sapan wood and from mineral uh, animal extracts like indigo something like uh, insect were used and if i talk about patanga that is uh, 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 sapan wood still people from kerala use the uh, wood chips of this as a drinking water for a better stomach so if uh, you can you know if you talk about any natural dye used in india or having herbal importance unlike what is used in the uh, west because they go for the coloring and some mollusk they use are having you know very harmful effect on the skin so if you talk about our indian origin dyes they all are safe for skin and even heal the skin and then uh, some uh, you know black dye were also introduced uh, some new sources of for black dyes were introduced in this period like uh, using marablan iron dust and pipala bark to get the black color in 9th century onwards use of alum as a mordant fixation agent agent was discovered for red dye especially and 12th to 13th century uh, when sant namdev ji influenced dyeing and block printing industry uh, sant namdev ji was a very famous uh, uh, saint of india and uh, he was known for his tailoring skills but he also he was also expert in uh, dyeing and printing too and you will be surprised to know still block printers from rajasthan and tarapur uh, in madhya pradesh they trace with sant namdev ji then during mughal period if i talk about 15 to 18th century uh, accounts for elaboration in printing work and 32 different processes of plant dyeing were documented in this period it is uh, mentioned in nuskha khulasatul mujarrabat and uh, this is basically a medicinal book but in some pages this natural mentioning about this natural dyes and processes uh, is there and in same book it is also mentioned that, that during mughal period like us today emphasis on cost reduction was also there and it is reflected in documents especially use of cassia tora seeds um, as alternative of indigo to get blue color cassia tora in our local language in madhya pradesh is known as kuwada or chirota and if you have read uh, bo- uh, you know newspaper in the newspaper some days ago uh, even china is also eyeing on this uh, plant to uh, and seeing it as a remedy of uh, covid 19 interestingly documentation by george rocks during 17th century indicates use of all that is morinda uh, tinctoria roots were used as a cost effective alternative to madder roots to get red color in block printing especially in north india and you will be surprised to know that today the situation is completely reverse today you can get madder roots easily but you can't get this morinda tinctoria roots uh, easily and the only cluster which is using morinda tinctoria roots to get red color or you know orange color 
is kotpad uh, in odisha and those kotpad sarees uh, if you can if you have seen those kotpad sarees there is a cotton core sarees that cost around you know starting range is 6000 to 5 you know uh, onwards depending upon the use of motif and color so you can see how you know time uh, time to time you know uh, preferences change and because of availability the importance of dyes also depend on that so we got some uh, morinda tinctoria roots nearby forest and we collected and we just uh, recreated this in block printing so we got this uh, orange shade in uh, our experiment uh, unlike uh, it's mentioned that red color then natural dyes were used in traditional textiles since long in handloom khadi there, there were no choice uh, except a natural dyes and they have a few uh, shades like yellow red blue uh, th- those were used and in hand painting traditions if you see uh, from vratha pani in uh, shikalasti the actual name was vratha pani but because of uh, persian influence it becomes kalamkari but actual name was vratha pani because tulika was used uh, tulika means pen was used to draw the different drawings and uh, you know uh, one uh, kathakar was there he was elaborating uh, the itihasas of uh, india uh, our own uh, ancestors and then another chitrakartis was a person who is a drawing artist he will draw the all uh, uh, narratives which kathakar is uh, narrating and then uh, that becomes a you know 50, 60 70 years ago that becomes a wearable art so today kalamkari sarees are very famous but basically it was used to uh, paint uh, you know for wall hanging and then we have a pattachitra tradition of odisha and bengal where natural dyes were used in past but today because of uh, you know variety of colors were used they all are synthetic then we have a uh, one of the oldest tradition of madhubani mithila painting in uh, madhubani district of uh, in bihar so they all were using natural dyes initially and if you go to uh, rajasthan you you will find pichwai and if you go to gujarat you you will find matani pachadi all these were hand painting uh, traditions now uh, today uh, because of uh, more demand they become a wearable art but if you want to see a natural dyed uh, sample that how our ancestors did beautifully so you can visit uh, sanjay sharma memorial memorial uh, uh, museum just opposite jalmal in jaipur you will find they have curated one uh, 18th century a pichwai painting which is completely natural dyed now uh, i will come to hand block painting uh, so there are so many traditions of hand block painting still exist in india but today uh, very less are using or nobody is using actually except a few natural colors all are using synthetic dyes because of uh, its invention in uh, late uh, 18th and uh, 19th century uh, and then the use and because of the costing but still some uses natural dyes a bit but those block printings were initially you know uh, the ajrak is 5000 year old tech, uh, block printing technique so all natural dyes were used in that block printing technique and in this uh, representation i uh, you know i will elaborate about three block printing techniques uh, because those were not associated with any geographical area because of their work because of their you know uh, name situated because of their process so now uh, first i will talk about uh, you know uh, uh, this uh, uh, ajrak ajrak is a uh, you know one statue found in uh, 4500 uh, 100 years ago uh, a idol was found which is wearing a scarf like uh, you know 
something like a scarf and having motif of, motif of ajrak print in ajrak print initially 11 to 12 motifs are used which is are having uh, geometrical patterns they seldom use uh, plant motifs or uh, animal motifs in ajrak print four colors you know red from madder roots black from myrablan plus rust iron rust and uh, yellow from pomegranate pill plus turmeric and um, blue from indigo were used in the past and do you know third century old fabric found in syria have a stamp of rajasthan prints just like this this is a recent purchase of mine uh, from jaipur uh, from uh, bagru in uh, near jaipur so this kind of stamp were uh, you know uh, printed on the fabric so one can identify that from whom he has purchased this fabric so in case of any problem the trader can you know contact uh, back those uh, block printer then adakkam word used for block printing are today known as pedana block print kalamkari and mashli patnam block print kalamkari adakkam is a telugu word which means dyeing and printing but uh, with the uh, you know influence of persian uh, attack uh, you know persian uh, sultan it becomes a kalamkari uh, because uh, in that uh, uh, you know area from andhra pradesh to tamil nadu this pratha pani kalamkari art were you know very much prevalent at that time along with this block printing so uh, with the you know they influenced the local culture and wording so adakam becomes kalamkari and uh, this is still used for block printing but actually you know kalamkari is the uh, where the pen is used but not blocks so adakam is the original name of that block print uh, block printing technique today known as uh, pedana and mashli uh, patnam block print kalamkari then adakam was also known as chains by britishers and it was exported to european countries uh, during 16th to 18th century and this is one of the sample how it has been printed they even uh, discovered the way to print uh, indigo on the fabric generally indigo is used as a dye not as a printing um, now i will talk about ajrak uh, there are three theories behind ajrak block printing uh one theory says that uh, some researchers researchers found that it is it came from a sanskrit word uh, uh, ajrat which means does not fade or decay and uh, with my little experience and observation i can say that it it really suits uh, this name really suits to the name behind ajrat because uh, if you see any fabric which dyed with indigo and uh, indigo is the only natural dye which is not absorbed by the fabric or threads it is uh, uh, you know uh, you know uh, uh, it is on the uh, upper side of the fabric or you know it's uh, absorbed it does not absorb by the fabric actually it is on the upper side of the fabric or thread so after every wash it will get uh, bleed and get fed faded but in ajrat process it is first printed and then dyed uh, with uh, indigo and then again it is boiled in a alizarin solution and previously it was dyed with madder so in this boiling process the indigo got fixed on the fabric so the, because of that uh, uh, this ajrat name suits to that uh, fab, fab, uh, block printing technique which does not uh, fed or decay then we come to know uh, from another you know one of the block printing legend of ajrak uh, uh, ranamalji khatri uh, after my meeting with him my interview with him he told me that uh, when his he you know uh, when sindh was a part of akhand bharat today after you know uh, 
uh, independence during after independence we got independence and uh, it is divided into pakistan and bharat now sindh is in a pakistan uh, uh, sindh province in pakistan so uh, he came from uh, sindh prant to uh, Raj, uh, uh, badmer in rajasthan so he says that his ancestors were uh, involved in ajrak block painting and 2500 years ago when uh, we have a trade relation with the mesopotamia and arabic uh, peninsula so tradesmen were coming to uh, sindh prant uh, for trades frequently and first time when they saw this block painted fabric laid on the earth and it is having all geometrical patterns like this in uh, this you can see in this picture so this uh by seeing this geometrical pattern and uh, you know blue color in the background uh, one treadman instantly calls it oh ye to ajrak hai wo this is ajrak which means uh, in uh, arabic language it means blue or sky because of its uh, geometrical patterns like uh, moon uh, like uh, sun and stars and then the blue color penetrated in the background then third uh, uh, theory says that which is propounded by another legendary uh, block painter uh, ajrak block painter uh, uh, ismail ji khatri from uh, ajrakpur gujarat he says that uh, ajrak literally means ajirak means keep it for today because ajrak is a 16 step process and each process requires one full day to perform or you need to you can't do two steps in a day uh, if one step uh, you performed and it is uh, uh, performed before the time you have to keep Fabric for whole day and next will be performed next day. So uh, literal, uh, literally, you know, ajira becomes ajira. And for men only, yes, you heard it right. The uh, real ajira was meant for uh, uh, for uh, uh, men only, and uh, it was the lungis and uh, men's shawl were printed initially, and it was printed on both the sides. because of all these uh, geometrical patterns it was uh, you know easy for them to print on the both sides but today it's not that easy today only one side is printed and it is uh, uh, more demanded by the women than a men today addakam uh, which we already talked about addakam that it's a, a block printing technique performed uh, by the block printers of uh, andhra pradesh and sabam area uh, and uh, it was uh, it becomes a kalamkari during 15th to 16th century after persian ruler influence it is one of the most prominent uh, style of block painting uh, which which uh, you know madder pomegranate peel iron rust and indigo were used in painting not only in dyeing madder were used for dyeing but the pomegranate peel they have uh, you know developed a technique to print the pomegranate peel which is not done by any other block painters in india and uh, Uh, indigo they also printing so this is one of the unique uh, block printing style which we have to major block printing centers are left uh, in this uh, block printing technique are padana and uh, it is often called block print kalamkari but it is not actually kalamkari it's the block printing technique but they uh, got gi in the name geographical indication in the name block print kalamkari individually and uh, now i will talk about nanna block printing which is uh, not known by many and it is it was restricted to tarapur village in madhya pradesh only uh, and it is a 400 years old block printing technique as told by the block uh, block printers today but uh, we have no written evidence that how old it is but we can you know uh, 
we can say that it's it can be a 400 years old technique and nandana derived from the hindi word nand which means a pot so uh, in this block printing technique two times different pots are used so it becomes adjective nandana one pot is used while printing with alum so that alum water is kept in a nand you know a kind of pot so uh, that nand word and then again then after printing with uh, uh, you know uh, uh, resist paint, uh, resist paste then it is again dyed with indigo so in indigo is pond is just like nand so multiple use of uh, uh, you know pond or nand in the process it becomes nandana block printing technique then it, it was limited to tribal place and tribal customers only uh, in recent you know if we if uh, uh, i got the recent history that it was limited to the tribal place and tribal customers and there were uh, five different uh, tribal uh, people who were you know tribal tribes different uh, tribes who were using a uh, de- demanded for a particular motif in block printing they they wear only that particular motif which which is associated with their uh, tribe so it was restricted because it was no it, it doesn't go to the urban market so that was restricted next slide this is the first slide uh, this is the first uh, design which is which is known as mirch butti uh, which is a which is inspired from a chili uh, and uh, if you see the color the design pattern the first is uh, red color is printed on uh, using alum and from with one block and then it is dyed with alizarin and previously it was dyed with madder then second block is used with uh, resist paste made from clay lime and gum and previously uh, beeswax were used but today uh, this resist paste is used to cover this uh, design and then it is dyed with indigo previously it was dyed seven to eight times in indigo but today two to three times it is dyed and then it is again washed and again it is printed with the third block covering that red and white portion you are seeing and then again it is dyed with pomegranate peel to get background a dark green and yellow color and you know uh, at the end we got, got four colors red white yellow and green and second this champa kali butti uh, champa kali butti it is a uh, again inspired from nature and uh, 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 third is uh, amba butta it is uh, again inspired from nature from uh, amba amba mo- motif i know uh, mango mango bud and then this is a jalam butta and the interesting story i came to know about from a researcher that he shared the information that jalam butta is basically uh, designed by a ratwa jalam singh uh, Uh, in kattiwala uh, so uh, because of his design he invented this this design it becomes a jalambuta it is known as jalambuta and this is the fifth design it is again a very interesting design it is uh, basically you can see the floral motif in this but it is inspired from a love story of dhola and maru uh, which is uh, even today uh, you know uh, uh, you know called by the different history uh, natives it, uh, in rajasthan so just like hiranja and romeo juliet this this was the love story in between dola and maru so this is all about uh, uh, block printing three uh, traditional block printing techniques now i will talk about the traditions which are alive today they are all traditional block printing they are also using all traditional techniques but somehow uh, the uh, natural dyes are not used in that uh, but 
synthetic dyes and few natural dyes uh, extract were using but mostly they are now penetrated with the uh, synthetic dyes in the process uh, the most uh, uh, you know in madhya pradesh if you have heard about the bark print which is very quite famous block printing but bark is a geographical place a place but actually it is a sahi beggar print sahi means for black color and beggar is for uh, red color and then nandana print tarapur print dabu print all these three techniques are practiced in tarapur village in madhya pradesh in gujarat ajrak print bela printing and gamti print uh, is practiced ajrak is uh, more famous bela is uh, now only one or two block printers left and bela is nothing it is a kind of sai beggar print but they have a motif like wine and it is quite requires a completely different dexterity to print it so it is known as uh, Uh, bella printing and the printing is uh, all the designs are uh, you know uh, inspired from a rural life so this is known as gamti print but in process it is similar to ajrak but uh, indigo is not much used in this block printing technique then if we talk about rajasthan uh, then there are ajrak print in badmer sai beggar uh, print that is bagru print is quite famous among the uh, people dabu print is again practiced in bagru it is quite famous and balotra print is a place of uh, called balotra which is having a very unique block printing technique they use very uh, traditional and different uh, uh, you know designs and uh, motifs they they use so it is having you know its own uh, uh, name as a balotra print and apart from this akola print you know akola is a village near chittor akola uh, udaipur kaladera all these places are still practicing traditional block printing techniques then andhra pradesh Uh, we already discussed about mostly patnam and pedana and uh, what are the natural dyes we are still trying to you know recreate uh, which were mentioned uh, you know which, which were used by our ancestors which our you know dyers in the past so what we are using today to get red and maroon shade we are using madder and madder tinctoria which is a variety of uh, european uh, madder and shades of yellow we get from pomegranate peel marigold flower himalayan rubab daru haldi and parjat flowers and orange shade we get from flames of the forest indian madder bixa seeds and kampilka that is malotra philippinensis and pink shade we get from madder tinctoria that is european madder and blue we get from indigo fera tinctoria and brown we get from eucalyptus bark catechu and keeper and reddish brown we get from red sandalwood and arjuna and rest we all are uh, still we are you know in the process to uh, get new from the natural dyes that were mentioned in the in the in our scriptures and by uh, sisters this is all from me uh, from me any questions uh, and it's all over to now shefali didi can you hear me yeah can you just close the screen so that i can uh, see everybody thank you so much thank you pushumitra that was an amazing presentation and uh, it was so methodical and i remember in our last conversation with you you had said that during your research on natural dyes and block printing 
that it was very sad that all the documentation that we have of many crafts today are done by people who are not of indian origin and uh, as pusha's presentation must have shown you that we have such a wealth of uh, arts and crafts available here why can't we take up uh, the responsibility of documenting it ourselves rather than getting somebody from outside india to come and tell our stories and finally appropriate it and build brands like fab india and anoki you know i think i can't we do that i request all of you to uh, follow pushamitra on his uh, instagram handle ecofab and even on facebook to know more about the experiments that he is doing continuously in natural dyes and it's uh, it's it's really a revelation to see him try and revive all the old methods all the old blocks and make sure that uh, there is a there, there is somewhere a suvarnamadya between our traditional knowledge and contemporary motif thanks a lot pushamitra for thank you thank here. you it was an extremely informative well researched presentation to all those who are asking whether the this presentation is being recorded and whether the recording will be available yes there will be a recording it will be available on the youtube channel of indic academy and uh, it will be uploaded in a couple of days i will share the link with on my facebook profile as well as in my twitter account and you can uh, see it from there and uh, once again i thank pushamitra for doing such a wonderful thank you talk. thank you didi pretty wonderful uh, thank you thank you all sorry talked about this webinar and when harikiran ji the founder of indic academy actually asked me to curate this i was very clear that we are going to talk about our glorious past yes our techniques our knowledge that we have but we are not just going to stop there because the beauty of the indian textile tradition is that we are probably one of the only countries in the world where this traditional has where this tradition has been living for more than 4000 4500 years the kind of ikat fabrics that you see on the cloth of the padmapani buddha of ajanta which was painted somewhere around 2nd century ce you can still see the same pattern pasapalli ikat pattern being woven in odisha today using pretty much the same techniques the trefoil motif that you see on the shawls of the shawl of the priest king statuette that was found and that lies in the museum in pakistan right now we have all seen the pictures of it that block printed pattern of three uh, you know like a bilava fuller like a like a leaf with the three points to it that block is still being made it is still being used in india in many of the block printing techniques so that is a continuous living tradition of more than 4500 to 5000 years that exists in india we have a wealth of information we have a wealth of knowledge and it has survived even though we have faced so much we have faced uh, islamic invasions we have faced uh, burning of our libraries as pushamitra talked about we have lost our knowledge we have faced uh, the british uh, colonization where they try to destroy our traditional knowledge they try to destroy our arts and craft and they bought our raw material for cheap and took it to england and they made machine made cloth and they sent it back and we all know that gandhi ji used khadi as a as a means to fight against this but the point is our knowledge has still survived it has thrived and till today you have weaving clusters from the northeast to odisha to karnataka to tamil nadu to maharashtra where the traditional knowledge is being used to weave gorgeous clothing and do you know that hand woven textiles are the second largest sector 
that provides employment in India after agriculture. And most of the weavers that we have today, they actually live not in urban centers. They live in cities. They, they live in villages. They live in small towns. And they work from home. So this so-called work-life balance that we talk about a lot these days and work from home in the present COVID uh, environment, it is what the weavers have been doing always. They've been working from home Absolutely. and they've been having a work-life balance. I'll narrate a small story here. I was in Odisha in Sambalpur. And I was at the house of a national award-winning couple, Bhagavana Meher and his wife. They live uh, in Parpali near Sambalpur. And when we went there to see how the cloth was being woven, it was very cute because both of them were taking turns and they were also being hospitable hosts. So Bhagavana ji went out and he got us tea while his wife was sitting at the loom. Then she went to look at something on the chula. Then their grandson came and he was playing near the loom and she was looking after him while she was doing the bandha. And this sort of a thing, it's so beautiful to see because work and life are so tightly woven together. Again, the same analogy which uh, Sonal ji has used, which uh, Suchita Paranspe ji has used about how weaving is an integral part of our lives, how it used to be an integral part of our lifestyle. So uh, now we've talked about the past, both Sonalji and uh, Suchita ji have talked to us about the tradition of Indian textiles and how it is closely interwoven with spirituality and how it has continued. Pushumitra has told us about how natural dyes have survived in India and how people are still using them. But now I want to talk to you about what lies next what is the path ahead let's think of the future we cannot always remain in the past we have to also think about how we can carry forward this tradition in the future and how we can capitalize on our traditional knowledge and convert it into a revival enterprise convert it into a, a enterprise which basically capitalizes on the traditional knowledge but builds upon it and produces something that is relevant to today's times, today's techniques, but at the same time has not broken its link with the past, with our traditional knowledge. So that is where our next speaker uh, comes into picture. 